Welcome to Following the Way. We're a podcast that's all about following Jesus and learning his way for our lives. We believe that scripture reveals this way and invites us to follow. We're glad you're with us as we seek together. Well, hello and welcome once again to this podcast. It's so good to have you with us. For those of you that have been with us for a while, you know that we have just wrapped up our study uh, in the book of Hebrews where we were going uh, chapter by chapter looking at it. And uh, the question was, where do we go next? And uh, I'll drop a little bit of a hint that uh, we've, there's been a couple ideas that I've been looking at and uh, one in particular that I feel uh, that we've landed on and so I'm excited for where that's going to go that that'll be coming out shortly Uh, but in the meantime I wanted to do a couple one-offs just um, some things that I've seen in the word lately in scripture that I wanted to share and one of those is today and so uh, if you're new here, I uh, want to just encourage you to leave us a review on iTunes or um, to share. Um, we, we really appreciate anything that you can do uh, to, to get the word out uh, to people about this podcast if you're blessed by what you hear. So uh, this podcast, again, as a reminder, this, the, the intent of this is to, uh, to look at scripture and to uh, to really focus in on the Word of God, uh, because we want to be faithful to Scripture as followers of Jesus and look at the Word of God uh, to help us follow the way of Jesus. And so that's really what we're all about. It's really that simple, um, but it's it's just so crucial for our relationship with Jesus that we are growing to love the Word, understand the Word, and to be students of the Word. And so I want to I want to share something that maybe um, it's a common verse out of First Peter uh, two, and I've even I think I've preached on this before, mentioned it, and and perhaps sometimes people I think it's one of these verses that people go, oh, what, what does that mean? And that's where Peter says he's he's speaking to those he's writing the letter to, and he says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Now, perhaps you hear those words and you go, you know, like, like, and they can become very familiar in Christian circles. Oh yeah, we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. But what does that mean? And what does it mean within the context of the word of God, context of scripture, and knowing that uh, everything that Peter is writing here is being influenced and is being shaped and was shaped by the Old Testament and uh, who God's people were. And, And so, you know, again, knowing that is really important in uh, seeking to understand the context of what this means for us. And so uh, I came across something in my devotions uh, this last week, uh, been going through the book of Numbers, and some people are like, oh, the book of Numbers, like that, you know, there's, there can be um, a lot of stereotypes around some of those early books in the Old Testament about, oh, they're just genealogies, oh, they're all about, you know, the, the laws and, and all these things, and, and they just don't apply to us. 
anymore. And so we, we like at times we can have a hard time reading through parts of those books and go, ah, I just, I just don't know how this applies to me. And, and I'll be honest, there's times where I have to really focus if, especially if I'm listening uh, to these chapters and, and through audio, which I do quite frequently and I'm, I'm listening to the word and I have to like really be intentional about uh, focusing in, not being distracted and, and really seeking uh, to hear the Lord. Now, uh, this is not a plug, um, but I use an app called Dwell, and I love this app. And if someone from Dwell happens to be listening, I'd happily um, you know, take a free subscription to promote this, but uh, no. Uh, I wanted to mention it because Dwell is a great app to listen to the Word. They have various translations on there, but one of the things that they've, I think recently they've added, because I don't think it was there at first, is that you can actually now read along. So as you listen, um, the text follows uh, the person who's reading it. And so uh, that's actually really helped me as I'm, I'm both listening to the word and I'm, I'm being forced to go at the pace that I'm listening to, which isn't super fast. And then I'm reading along and that that's really helped me. Anyways, reading through Numbers and uh, came to a part in Numbers 8 that really uh, it connects to, to this, uh, what we read in 1 Peter 2, and it really has stuck with me. And so uh, in Numbers 8, the Lord is speaking to Moses about the setting apart of the Levites. Now, the Levites were, the tribe of of Levi were, they were the ones who were tasked with taking care of the tabernacle and uh, basically being uh, representatives for the people before the Lord and sacrificing. And so the being ceremonial, clean, and being um, presenting themselves before the Lord, remaining holy, was was a really important, well, crucial aspect of their ministry before the Lord. And so, uh, in Numbers eight, the Lord is speaking to Moses about this, and 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 how he's going to make them ceremonially clean. And then he, and then, and so as he's saying this, then he, the Lord says, in this way. You are to set the Levites apart from the other Israelites, and the Levites will be mine. And then he says, and then he goes on, he says, After you've purified the Levites and presented them as a wave offering, they are to come to do their work at the tent of meeting. They are the Israelites who are to be given wholly to me. I have taken them as my own in place of the firstborn, the first male offspring from every Israelite woman. Every firstborn male in Israel, whether male or animal, is mine. When I struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, I set them apart for myself, and I have taken the Levites in place of all the firstborn sons in Israel. So, wow, what a calling, right? And so, and and this is related to the Passover and how uh, the Lord saved his people, brought them out of Egypt. And part of that was the the blood of the lambs on the doorposts that, um, that was the, that, that, so the Lord passed over the doors, right? And, and saved the firstborn sons of the Israelites. And so in that, uh, there was a, the Lord was saying, these people are mine and the firstborns are mine. And so, you know, it, it wasn't actually outside. It, it was, it would have been reasonable for the Lord with, with taking the possession of these people and being their Lord and being their God. If he, if he had required of them that their firstborns would be sacrificed to him. Now, 
Obviously, the Lord was not going to do that. He was not a Lord who demanded human sacrifices, didn't want that. But, you know, there's this thing here that we get this, uh, an understanding, we're meant to have this understanding of consecration to the Lord, that these, that the Levites were meant to be wholly committed and wholly given to the Lord. And they stood in place of the firstborn, all the firstborn sons that were supposed, that would have been required to be given to the Lord. And, you know, there's part of this in the sacrificial system. This goes in alignment with, you know, bringing the first fruits the, of, of, uh, to the Lord as offering. So always giving the best right off the top. The first were given to the Lord. It wasn't giving him just remnants. And so this extended to the people. And the Lord's saying, look, like you are to be wholly consecrated to me. And instead of requiring the firstborns, the Levites are the ones who will be in place of them and will minister to me. And will and will be, uh, will minister on behalf of the people before me. And so it's incredible when you consider the words that are spoken here. The Lord says they will be mine. They are mine. They are to be wholly given to me. He says I have taken them as my own in place of the firstborn. Like, wow! Like what a calling that is on these on the Levitical priesthood. Now, you might say, well, how, how does this relate to us now? Well, again, 1 Peter 2 says, but you are, you're, you're a chosen people. You're to be set apart. You're a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. Now, so there is an aspect to this of that Every single person who's in Christ, every single person who has surrendered their lives to the Lord and, and follows the Lord, we are to be consecrated and wholly given to the Lord. We are his. He, sa- he, he says of us, you are mine. You're a chosen people. You're set apart. And so now... There's, there's been some, um, you know, when you, when you uh, exegesis on these sort of passages that connect it to uh, those who are called to be ministers today, those who are called into ministry, those who are called to be leading the people. And, and in a sense, right, you can see how that connection is made, that they are given wholly to the Lord and they're called. And, and that's true. Uh, there, there's an asp- I would say there's an aspect to that, that you could make that connection. But I would say beyond that, uh, what you see in the New Testament is especially Ephesians 4, where it speaks of um, that that all of us are to be equipped to for the work of ministry. All of us are saints. All of us are called to the work of ministry in our lives. It's not just for the few or for the chosen or for some who decide that's their calling. On an at, We're all called to ministry. Every single person is part of the royal priesthood. And so in that sense, every single one of us, the, the implications are that we are the Lord's. And he says of us, you are mine. It's not just a, you know, it, there, there's an aspect to this of consecration. There's an aspect to this of, wow, and, and there's an aspect of it of going, 
my my life is not my own. I I am I am the Lord's, and He's calling me to be His own. And Matthew Henry, in his commentary, he makes a really interesting point that I I um, I was really struck by, where he talks about um, that the the role that the Levites were given um, to to make the sacrifices and the service that they were called to in the tabernacle was not left to just all the firstborn of Israel, all the, like, like just the, all the people who were the firstborn, all the guys who were the firstborn, it wasn't left to them because, you know, if, if, if it was just sort of like, oh yeah, all the firstborns, you know, you're required to do this. But those who were in the Levitical priesthood, they were trained in this. They were, they were skilled because there was, if you read through the Old Testament, there's very specific regulations about what the Lord required. There was a, they were consecrated to the Lord and they were trained in how to function in this role and how to honor the Lord. And so it wasn't just left to whoever, they were diligently trained by it. And and I'm fascinated by this thought that Matthew Henry brings up around those verses in Numbers 8. And then when I look at some of the verses in 1 Peter 2 and what it speaks there of us as followers of Jesus, it talks about us there as being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, you know, we're all called, whatever sphere we're in, whatever career we're in, whatever workplace we're in, wherever God has placed us and called us to be his ministers, to be equipped for the work of ministry in all the various realms that we are in, all the realms that we touch, all the things where God has placed us. We are there and and, and in these roles and in these callings, we are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices to God through Jesus. And so, you know, in that way we're ministering, if you, you know, you picture us in, in, in all that we're called to and we're doing, we are ministering before the Lord as in, in the same way, in alignment with what, how the Levitical priesthood was called to minister before the Lord and where the Lord said, they're mine. They are, they wholly belong to me. I've called them. They're to be consecrated. They're to be holy before me. And that is how he calls us as his people today to be before him. Now, that's not meant to be a heavy that's not meant to be a huge weight of expectation. That's not meant to go, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I measure up. Because no, you don't measure up. But in Christ, you are, you, are, you are clothed with the righteousness of Christ. So again, this is not about whether you meet the mark or meet the, bo- meet the bar. But it is about an identification of going, this is who I am. And this is who we are as the people of God. And we have a calling and we, God has placed us wherever we are to be that light and to speak to and to witness to that light. And that's what it says there that we just read before. We are called this, this is who we are, chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation, people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 
So we, we're declaring the praises of God. That's, that's, that's what we're called to do wherever we are. And we're doing this as we offer spiritual sacrifices going, you know, and we might go, oh, I feel, I feel unworthy. I don't feel equipped. Yeah, but you have the Holy Spirit who's given to you. Jesus is with you. And we're called to be his, well, another part in the New Testament talks about how we are his ambassadors, to use another metaphor, right? We're, we're ambassadors for God, but we are to keep with the metaphor and to keep with the idea here out of Numbers 8, we are in the same calling. We're in that line, if you will, of the Levitical priesthood where we are a chosen people. And God speaks over us and says, you're mine. I, you are to be wholly consecrated to me. And, you know, that, that, that helps me in these days in getting focus, in getting vision, in getting perspective, uh, in keeping me grounded, and in keeping, in reminding me who I'm called to be. And, and, I, and that is for every single one of us. This is who we are called to be. You know, we, before this, we, we weren't a people. We hadn't received mercy. But now we're God's people. We've received mercy. And this is who we are. And this is who we're called to be. And I love, I love that picture. I love the connection. You know, I, I love just to think about this, how, how Peter... And he's writing this letter who he's connecting this into the Old Testament and uh, the consecration before the Lord of the priesthood and how now we are the royal priesthood. I, I mean, there's, there's just, there's so much incredible imagery there and who we are in Christ. And so um, I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, whatever you are called to do, and wherever God has placed you, you are called to be a minister of the gospel. You are called to be a witness to the light of Jesus. And you're called to offer spiritual sacrifices to him. And you're called, you're called to be, we're, we're being built into a spiritual house to be this. So, so you know, there's, it almost there, you, you can also get the sense that there's, there's this process that we're continually going through, right? We're being built into this holy priesthood. What a, what a thought, uh, what a privilege that God has called us to be this. And so uh, I hope that that gives you, you know, another way of looking through things right now, purpose for your life and who you're called to be and, and where you're called to go. And so blessings, my friends, um, we will certainly be seeing you again and talking to you again. And uh, until the next time, Lord willing, um, be blessed as you seek to follow the way of Jesus and surrender your life to him. 